Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are y'all ready? Yeah! This is the Rich Eisen Show. We do not care. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Patrick Peterson here on the Rich Eisen Show. It's a must win. We still know that we're going to get their best shot. But like Coach said earlier in his press conference, we do not care. We can't care. We have to focus on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Earlier on the show, NBC Sunday Night Football Analyst Chris Collinsworth. Coming up, ESPN College Football Analyst Kirk Herbstreet. Plus, NFL Network Insider Tom Pelissero. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. What a great conversation we just had with Chris Collinsworth, who is firmly in the camp of the Super Bowl, is there for the Ravens to take and for them to lose. He is firmly in that camp. He is all in on the Baltimore Ravens. And um, it's tough to not be. And there will be no being out on them this week because they're – they're not playing a bunch of their starters, and then they're going to have an entire two weeks off for some of these guys. And then we are going to see what goes down in the first week of uh, divisional playoff action when they might welcome in. Wow. They could welcome in the AFC South winner, right? They could welcome in the Cleveland Browns and Joe Flacco. They could welcome in the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. And they could welcome in whoever the heck finishes in the seventh seed, which could possibly also be the Buffalo Bills. It's so wild this week, 18. I started the the program with the uh, top five wildest scenarios coming up of week number 18. If you missed it, there's our rear. As soon as we're done on the Roku channel, there's also our podcast. And uh, there's also our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We appreciate everybody out there who takes in our show on, uh, on any of those forms, certainly our podcast, where you can also check out over the Re- Overreaction Monday and also uh, What the Football with Susie Schuster and Amy Trask. Their guest is Charles Davis of CBS. Hour number three, Tom Pellicero with the latest going on in the National Football League. Are we, we're still waiting on the availability of Trevor Lawrence for this game, correct? Correct. This could be, uh, yeah. a, a, um, I, I guess, a game-time decision. Feels like it. Jaguars win in Tennessee, they win the division. They lose, they could be either in as a wild card or they could be out entirely. And again, as we mentioned earlier on in this program, the Denver Broncos-Vegas Raiders result may actually be what decides Jacksonville's fate if they don't win that game in Tennessee, which again proves don't leave it up to somebody else. Overreaction Monday, as we mentioned, is a podcast. We do it every single Monday and Tuesday podcast. And right here on the show, we do a What's More Likely Friday as well. That's coming up uh, in this hour. And as I mentioned, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on the program. As I mentioned uh, on Tuesday's show and Wednesday's show and Thursday's show. And now here I mention it on Friday's program. (laughs) Spending the day in the Rose Bowl with uh, Suze and the kids and my nephew Jack and the 
Stool Presidente and uh, <laughs> everybody else that was around me. What was it, Joel? Joel Clatt was there? Joel Clatt was behind me. Yeah. Uh, truly one of the greatest days of my life. Where And, and I've, I, part of that is because, again, I spent time in the press box in my senior year of college covering Bo Schembechler's final game and was able to point up to the booth and say, see that press box? I, I sat on the 50-yard line once. <laughs> my next guest will be able to take his family to the national television booth in the Rose Bowl for the rest of his days and point to a plaque and say, see that plaque? That's an honor of us, our family. They named the national booth at the Rose Bowl. I'm getting goosebumps about it. So cool. After this man, because he has called almost, uh, well, I guess a dozen-plus Rose Bowl games, 15 to be exact, I think. I shouldn't give these numbers out without asking the man himself. After he called the Rose Bowl on Monday, he's calling the national championship again with Chris Fowler. He's also one of the voices of Thursday Night Football. Kirk Herbstreet back here in the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Kirk? I'm good, man. How are you? How did it feel to go into the Rose Bowl booth and see your family's name on the wall? How was that? Uh, it was pretty surreal. I mean, they, they last year I think was the first time that I I actually saw it. Um, and yeah, it was. I mean, I, I like you. I, I I grew up watching the Rose Bowl. Um, you know, it'd get dark outside around four thirty. It's gray, and you turn on the Rose Bowl, no matter who was playing in it, and you're just in awe of watching the Rose Bowl. And um, that, that was my view of it my whole life. And then to be able to get into broadcasting and one day call it, um, it's for me personally, I, you know, I've had some, some neat stuff happen in my life as a broadcaster. That that's the greatest honor I've ever received is that when they named the, uh, the booth after, after my family and I, and, um, you know, I just called my 16th, which 16th. Is, I just passed, just passed Keith for the most, um, to ever do the Rose Bowl. So, yeah, it's it's uh, and then to be able to call that one, you know, Chris and I always talk about which one's our favorite because we've called so many together. Um, man, that was that was right up there with uh, with one of my favorite games maybe I've ever called just because the two teams, the back and forth, the momentum swings, what both were trying to accomplish, Michigan with everything that they've been through, uh, especially guys like Blake Corum and J.J. McCarthy and, and some of the veterans that have been on that team. You know, they, they had their breakthrough moment beating Ohio State in, in 21, and it was such a big celebration there in Ann Arbor. And only, a, you know, a month later to go down to Miami, and I think they really put so much into beating Ohio State. It just wasn't quite the same team. And then they come back a year later, a lot of the same players, and, you know, they beat Ohio State again, and it's like, okay, now we go, and they're playing – with it, you know, on paper anyway, an inferior team in TCU, and they lose. And it's like, oh, my gosh come back a third time, they beat Ohio State again. But there was a different focus, as you know, being such a Michigan fan with these guys. Even when when Jim was suspended early, when Jim was suspended late, the noise around the program. You know, sometimes you look at championship teams, whether it's the NFL or, or college football, there's a, there's a, a player-led focus that great teams have. And this Michigan team has had it uh, this year. And I think it has not only to do with the successes and the great plays that they make and the talent that they have. I really think a lot of it has to do with the failures that they've been through and some of the heart, the heartache that they've dealt with collectively. And I think it got these guys laser focused. Uh, I don't want to say they're just an autopilot, but man, these dudes are on a mission and uh, to be challenged the way they were of all people, Nick Saban in Alabama and to answer the call in overtime, it was cool. It was uh, it's a great story, and we'll see because you're playing a team that's 
kind of has the same mojo going for them. They've been doubted all year, and uh, and Washington always seems to find a way to win. So I think that's the fun part of Monday night, uh, who, who can finally be the team that has the will to win that last game. Well, I mean, and if I'm not mistaken, you and Chris called both Oregon-Washington contests this year, regular and Pac-12 championship game seasons. So yeah. how do you see this? And you just saw Michigan uh, again firsthand right in front of you, and you saw how you know Michigan's defense was in its bag, and so was Sharon, Sharon Moore offensively. The, the gotta-have-it drives, they were breaking tendencies left and right, making plays on offense. Um, so how do you see Michigan and Washington matching up against each other, Kirk? Um, I, first of all, I, I think it's amazing how few people – uh, that, that that talk uh, about college football this time of year. How few people watch maybe the Pac-12 or, or Michael Penix? It was it was crazy to see. It was like a revelation. Did this guy nine in purple? Whew, he could spin it. It's like yeah, that, that guy's been spinning it since he was in Bloomington like five years ago. You know, so that that's that's what he does. That's that's his strength, his accuracy. Um, pinpoint accuracy, not just, you know, in this modern game, it's a lot of times it's behind the line of scrimmage. It's maybe five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. A lot of guys are completing 73% of their passes, 75%. Michael Penix has taken shots downfield. You know, he, he is a, a gunslinger, but with a great touch. And I tell you, I'm not comparing them to 2019 LSU with Burrow and, mm. and Jefferson and Chase and Clyde Edwards, Elaire. But I think it's it's an offense from Washington that kind of fits into that type of offense because you got a quarterback who's seen every defense, can make every throw consistently, and then you don't have just Roma Dunze who'll be a first rounder. You got to deal with Jalen Polk. You got to deal with Jalen McMillan. Um, you know they, they've got an arsenal of receivers that are all going to be in the NFL, and then you got a really talented back who's banged up in Dylan Johnson, but a really good player. And then you got the Joe Moore award-winning uh, offensive line. So there's just a lot to the offense. And how great of a matchup is it going to be with Jesse Menner and all that he does with, you know, show this and, and pre-snap and then go to this post-snap? It's, that's going to be must-see TV, just watching that side of the ball, Washington and Penix and those receivers and what that offense is capable of doing against the the defense of Michigan and and how complicated and how sophisticated they are and how well they disguise things so that that to me is going to be um the side of the ball that I think will determine things and then you got McCarthy JJ McCarthy who as you know mm-hmm. you know he doesn't seem to get quite the fanfare that some of the other quarterbacks out there get yet if you talk to the NFL folks about his upside and his potential there are a lot of people excited about what what he could do and how he's potentially playing himself even into the first round uh, with, with his ability to deliver football, the kind of offense that he's running. You know, they want to run the ball, as you know, but to play action game off of it. Troll Moore is, as you said, maybe one step ahead of the defenses that he faces. And I think Washington defensively is, is better than people realize. They've had a lot of injuries a lot uh, 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 throughout most of this year, especially in the back end and safety. So, be a hell of a game. I think it's it's going to be a great matchup. I you know I think it's like a thirty-one twenty-seven kind of game uh, is the way I would envision it. Who knows who's you know who's going to win it? But um, it'll be 
you know, I'm down here in Houston already, just got here yesterday and mm-hmm. decided to go over and see the teams, go to practice and, and get to these meetings, and get this thing going. <laughs> I am so fired up. I mean, literally listening to you talk about it, it is, it is classic Two fourteen 14 and O teams as well. Future big 10 conference matchup, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> and, I, and again, I, I can't compute you. You understand where I'm coming from as well, Kirk. You know, that that I was texting with my Michigan buddies. Like, we currently live in a world where Michigan is considered better than Alabama and is one step away from yeah. having a right to claim that about everybody. You know, and yeah. and, and yeah. I, 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 I can't believe it. And obviously, this could be Jim's last game there. We don't know. It, it really I is. Well, I don't, I don't know, right? I mean... Um, because no, we don't, we don't, because we yeah. just don't know what, what a Lombardi trophy would mean to him, you know, and, yep. and, or, or the lack of one, what it has meant to him right now. And then there's the fact that, you know, we also, it does appear that he's handling everything so well at the collegiate level, but there's better rules for free agency in, in pro football. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I, I don't know what the world looks like. For the next few years, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think anyone can ever climb into his mind this time of year. I mean, every year it seems that there are some kind of rumors, you know, that, that he's headed back to the NFL. Um, maybe at one point it'll become true. Maybe if he climbs the mountain here this year with this team because he has a special group, maybe maybe this will be uh, the end. I, as a college football fan, I hope not. I mean, I love him uh, being in college. I think he. He adds to the storylines every single year. People, you know, it seems that he's very polarizing. People love him or hate him. Um, he's a, is a very unique personality uh, as far as what he shows publicly. Uh, I, I, you know, I get to know him like you. You know, you see a different side. It's like Bill Belichick. People think Bill Belichick is the guy that stands at the podium or Nick Saban is the guy that stands at the podium. And then you get around him and get to know him and you're like, wow, you're a really good guy. You know, I, I, I really like hanging out with this guy. Um, but they choose not to show necessarily that guy all the time when they're at a podium. So I, I, I like Jim. I always have. I, I think he's what he's created at Michigan. I, I, I really think if I were a head coach in college football with the tornado of NIL and transfer portal and the five star recruits, often from what I hear from, from coaches, you know, it's not about the tradition of the school. It's what's the NIL? How much are you paying me? This yeah. school is going to pay me this. And yeah. and and if I look at Michigan, and I don't know their business, I don't I don't know if they do collectives. I, I have no they, idea. They do. I just know by I just know by the what I watch the, the players. When I look at Michigan, is kind of like when I look in the NFL, and I'm not comparing, you know, their talent to the 49ers. But it reminds me of San Francisco in that, you know, you, you look at Brock Purdy and he wasn't the first pick overall, but man, does he fit in perfectly with what they do offensively? You know, and I know, and I know McCaffrey's a freak and Ayuk, and they have really, really good players, George Kittle, but I just love the way they play the game and this era of spread and, you know, 11 personnel and receivers getting out in space. They can do that, but they prefer to pound you into, oblivion and then go play action off of that and michigan does it kind of the old-fashioned way you know and i i am an old-fashioned guy so i like i i like that they play good defense i like that they run the football i like that they get into two tight ends and they get a fullback in max bredesen who knocks it knocks you out like i 
I like that style of football. And I think the margin of error uh, with that style, now you got to hit on your linemen. You got to hit on your tight ends. You know, you need a, a cerebral quarterback that's going to distribute and make good decisions. And if he's got some athletic ability to get away from some trouble, that helps. But I, I think their brand of football in this day and age of having to bribe high school five-star receivers, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd rather go this route personally. I'd rather go, you know, play this brand of football. That, that's the route I would go if, if you could. Well, uh, and I'd be remiss if uh, before I let you go, uh, ask you this and then one more about professional football since you've seen most of the teams in the league right in front of you with Al Michaels to your side. Um, I know every Buckeye friend that I have would love to ask, know your thoughts on the state of the Buckeye program and what you think is going on there right now or should. Kirk. Well, I, I'm a I'm a big I, I like Ryan. I, I I know him. I know what he's about. Um, I think this has been hard on him. Obviously, I mean, when you go 11 and 0 and you lose to Michigan and you're getting ridiculous treatment um, from your fans, it's not just oh man they got to beat Michigan. It's just it, you know it gets personal and the attacks. I think uh, for for him and his family, I know are, are not something he signed up for, but he understands it. Um, here, here's the thing that I think. Ohio State has to look in the mirror and you have to adjust, you know, go back to where Jim Harbaugh was four five, six years ago. I mean, in 2020 during COVID, they were, you know, they made some adjustments to his contract. Some of their own fans were getting frustrated. And to his credit, he made some moves. I mean, Don Brown was at time, you know, before that, Don Brown was a hero Mm -hmm. and they had to, they had to make some, some very difficult decisions and he got younger on his staff and, and they got faster in some some key spots, and they so they 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 adjusted. So, and Alabama's going to try to adjust, and Georgia, you know, everybody adjusts. And I think with Ohio State, the adjustment is they recruit on a national level, you know, and and they get great individual talent. And I think if there's one thing that right now has gotten away from them a little bit is are players is everybody pulling the rope together? You know, is it a bunch of individuals that they're trying to talk into understanding? about Ohio State and Ohio State's history? Or is it, a, is it a landing spot for three years to propel them into the NFL? Like that That's what they have to face. Uh, recruiting great talent is one thing, but trying to get them to buy into being uh, a great team and, and playing for Ohio State is got to be the number one thing. And the NFL should be a big goal of yours, and it's great. NIL should be a big goal of yours, that's great. But it's not in front of what we're doing as a team. And that's what they've got to figure out. If that if they're already in a good place there, then, then so be it. But that to me is um, if you look at them, you know, they against Michigan, that, that's the thing that has stood out, especially in the last couple of years, is while Michigan plays for each other. Like there's tears in the eyes of Aiden Hutchison because of what this game, his senior year, meant to him. All that he put in to not just being a great individual player that would go on to be an early draft pick and play for the Lions, but walking off that field at the big house and beating Ohio State and the tears coming down his face, like that matters. And then he leaves, and then the next group of guys take it on. And so, you know, if you're playing backyard football and picking Ohio State and Michigan players, you're going to pick a lot of Ohio State players but right now, to the credit of Michigan, they they have a team concept. Now, can you maintain it? That's the challenge, right? That's what Georgia faces. That's what Alabama faces. That's what Clemson is, you know, going through. That's the real challenge. Is it's one thing to get up there and get it, 
But can you lose class after class after class and keep that that team, that us, as, as the priority? That, to me, that's the greatest challenge of the elite in college football is the consistency of doing that. Well, it may be tough for Michigan to maintain it if you and Al Michaels are going to be calling Jim Harbaugh coaching the Chargers on <laughs> Thursday Night Football next year. So my last question for you is on that front, let's put your Amazon hat on. The best team you saw on Thursday night that you think will uh, have the best chance to win it all is what? Well, we, is, I, I would say Baltimore and San Francisco are the two teams that, that kind of jumped out to me. And I know we've already seen that that game. But the, just as far as when Al and I were traveling and doing yep. all of our games, uh, just obviously Lamar is Lamar. I mean, not having Mark Andrews, by the way, and, and Lively stepping up has been tremendous. Um, and he's healthy. He looks great. Keep in mind, J.K. Dobbins is down too. I mean, you got yeah. two of their better players on offense. They're still, they're still doing it. Uh, John does such an amazing job. I, I would say Baltimore, um, right, obviously up there, especially after what they've done these last two weeks. And I, I just still think Sam Fran has it in him to win the NFC. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all uh, for that to be a rematch in the Super Bowl. Well, I've uh, enjoyed everything that you've been doing, man, including, you know, get college game day um, and also what you're doing uh, repping the Rose Bowl. Uh, it means so much to me and everybody. You know, everybody that works at the Rose Bowl, obviously. And, yeah. you know, you're now a Hall of Famer for the Rose Bowl game and uh, and what you represent. And obviously you and I and everyone else can band together when Stephen A. talks about moving that game to, <laughs> if you will, hold on a minute, yeah. hold on a minute, let a naysayer know. Right, we can lank it. <laughs> we can, we can, we we can let them know to keep it in yeah. Pasadena. You know what I'm saying, Kirk? That's ridiculous. I'm, I, I'm trying to get the I'm trying to get the Rose Bowl to host the, the national championship every year. He's right. trying to get the Rose Bowl to go to SoFi. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, man. No, no. It's pretty wild. It's nothing like it when the when the colors change and the top of the stadium oh. beyond the stadium, and then again, game starts in the daylight, ends at night. Like when the lights go down, you're in a theater. And you know the show is yeah. really about to start. Third quarter, there you are in front. Yeah. I mean, like, look, look at it. And I look, I know it's old school. Um, and, you know, some 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 um, some renovations are coming. Um, there's no place like it, man. It really Nothing. is no, no place like it, period. I've been lucky enough to to walk the, uh, the grounds at, at Augusta National just a handful of times. And, I, you know, I, other than, and I go to Churchill every year. Uh, but when it comes to the tradition and the history, there's nothing. Uh, and I go to all these NFL stadiums, and they're beautiful. I, yeah. I love all these new SoFi is beautiful. With, with the, you know, Vegas, beautiful. All these stadiums are awesome. But there's nothing like the Rose Bowl. And, and to their credit, they continue to do renovations. Um, it's tough to get in, tough to get out. You just kind of when you go to the Rose Bowl, you're not really caught up in that. You know, you, you're kind of caught up in the the magnitude of the event. I always say the only thing missing at the opening kickoff is Steven Spielberg with a megaphone <laughs> saying action, you know I mean? It, Cause it has that kind of feel. So it's as good as there is. Uh, I hope they don't touch it. I hope we, in, as the world changes around us in college football, I hope we secure that tradition and that history for, for people that understand it. And, and when people from the sec come out there, cause they're like, listen, we're sugar bowl people. What, what's this Rose bowl stuff. And then they leave and they're like, yeah. We get it. We, we <laughs> now we get it. You know, so it's it's a great event, and uh, I'm honored, man, honored to have gotten to a point where I um, have been able to call so many of them, and never take that for granted one one single time. That's uh, it's like a 12 year old kid calling that game every year. I get to call it. 
Well, have a great time with uh, Fowler um, and, you know, the rest of the gang. Say hi to Reese and Pat and Corso and obviously Desmond. He always had me at hello. You got it. Uh, have a great time yeah. uh, on, on Monday and uh, great season, brother. Great season. Thanks, my man. Keep keep up the great work. Uh, enjoy the, the stretch run to the Super Bowl. Uh, love watching you. And, Thanks, pal. Uh, good luck to your squad Monday night. Should be a great one. Hope it's a hope it's an instant classic. Me too. Me too. Um, and I, I, I again look forward to having you uh, in my living room on Monday night. Thanks for the time, Kirk. You all right, buddy? Take care. That's Kirk Herbstreit, everybody. Right here. Oh, I didn't bring up his his dog, his sweet Ben. You know, his his boy. All right. Now, now the juices are flowing. Uh, nerve check? Nerve check is yeah. I want it to start now. Right. Well, you're not even playing it, so. You know, I'm not playing Imagine how the kids feel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Gracious. If you think you're nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. What's more likely on the other side? Our Friday staple is next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Seattle is hosting New Orleans in a playoff game. Correct. Up in Seattle. And we played them earlier. We played them early. And so the first thing in the morning when I get up <laughs> is I have a waffle, you know, the whipped cream, strawberries, and I'm, I'm flipping through the networks trying to get either ESPN or NFL Network. Who's going to give me the forecast? There's NFL Network. I got it. I'm eating my waffle, and they pan down on Russell Wilson and Drew Brees throwing a football oh. on the field in their grays. <laughs> I'm going to tell you where I'm supposed to be at that moment when they're throwing a football. I am supposed to be meeting with the officials, discussing the inactives, all right, and getting ready 
to say the Lord's Prayer and give our players a pep talk. That's where I'm supposed to be when I run to the shower, call my assistant, can't get him. The waffle is spilled on the floor. I get back, my assistant says, hey, what's up? And I said, when did the buses leave? No one called. He said, coach, the buses haven't left yet. They had taken B-roll from the Monday night game. Someone in the tape room wow. ran the wrong tape. Can you imagine? I text Falk. He's on set with Rich. I said, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I had a cow. Like, I'm telling you, you have no idea. We're talking about being like, this is the divisional playoff game, yeah. not being there for the kickoff as the head coach. That's how late I was. <laughs> and Sean, just Marshall showing me the text. We went back and forth. I arrived. <laughs> this guy now is live on the field, and I peek out at the stadium only because of the conditions and I take a look and Rich says good to have Sean Payton here at the stadium on time just some some sly comment that not one person's going to understand until we tell the story amazing our entire almost 10 year archive of the show is sitting on our YouTube page Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it's Mike Hoskins, our coordinating producer. Um, somebody put a fresh new copy of my Granger read oh. that's been sitting here on the desk. I've been, you know, I, it was totally torn. Look at look how fresh it is. Nice. Uh, I feel like a top of the new year is cards it the are all same? Was is the that's the copy same copy? The same. same. Oh, they haven't okay. changed. It's just oh. a new piece of paper with a new a new <laughs> nice. new card. So thank you. Uh, I feel fresher. Yeah, <laughs> man. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, let's go to uh, Gene in Texas. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Gene? Gene, Gene. Hey, Rich. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. How are you? Brother. Let me tell you I'm, something. I'm, <laughs> I'm good, uh, but, but that, uh, that two-point call is still burning me as a Lions fan, so I just had to, had to pop a few things at you to see what you thought. Sure. One, to clarify something that Brad Allen put out there in his answer to the pool reporter's question, mm -hmm. he claimed that Dan Skipper had been, quote, However, he said checking in as eligible all game long. That's incorrect. He did it once, and it was in the first quarter. <laughs> I know, and 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 the league uh, put together a um, a video that they sent to all member clubs this past week, reminding everyone it's on the players to clearly report as eligible with hand signals and it does appear verbal as well, and they showed the time that Skipper checked in as el uh, eligible earlier in the game, and it looked ex he was doing the same hand movements and running off from the field to the uh, head official, Brad Allen. Same thing that he did later on, but apparently he wasn't verbally checking in. And I think the league is pointing out, hey, you know, you did it earlier, and so the – Official assumed you were doing it again, but we all know what assumptions mean, Gene, yeah. right? Yeah, it, yes, it, okay. I, I agree with you there. Uh, the other part of this is a fun one. Y'all are familiar with how, of course, Roger Goodell gets incessantly booed at the draft every year. Yes, indeed. You're, we're going, uh, oh, he's going it, to Detroit this year. Yeah, so, he okay. is. And the other side part of it is, is I think it's in the third or the fourth round. 
the teams are allowed to start sending out a player or a super fan or somebody to announce their pick. Uh, usually around the second, they'll do that. Yeah, and then the, and the about, super fans about, pop out at the in the last day. Usually, how about yeah? I know the Sun God announced a pick in Kansas City last year for the Lions. So how about? This time, can we maybe send out two people and maybe 68 and 70 come out for the Lions? Oh. Together? So so that would be great is if they is if is if Taylor Decker and Dan Skipper are the ones who come out with Roger Goodell <laughs> and 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 make their hands on their chests movement. Yeah, and, and, and report and is Decker eligible. Decker comes up and says, you know, reporting for duty, and Skipper just stands there and says nothing. That sounds more That sounds more like uh, a Keegan-Michael Key move on NFL Honors opening monologue night, is what it sounds like to me, than, than the commissioner doing that um, uh, at the draft. I think Roger, like, because you know, and thanks for the call, Gene. Greatly appreciate That's that. Funny. You know, Roger does bring what I like to say human shields out on the uh, on the the stage with him yeah, to start the does. draft. Doesn't matter. I think it was Eddie George and um, uh, who else did he bring in Tennessee? Oh, I don't remember. Um, because last year in Kansas City, he brought Stone Street out. It was. Oh no, I think right? it was. Yeah, it was, I think it was Tim McGraw came out with him because he was performing. And last year was Mahomes and Kelsey and Eric Stone Street and Kristen Shaw, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so it, who's it, in Detroit? What are we going to It'll be M&M. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Eminem? Eminem. You really think, you think Mr. Mathers is going to come out and be why, just. Why not? He'll, why not? And he'll just do this? Just, but then he's going to flip it on, right? Just stare. <laughs> you be no, I, don't, I don't think I don't think he's going to be within eight miles of that place. Hey, but, hey. Oh, thank why you. He? He's a lion's he's oh, I understand that. And he's the one of the biggest stars on the planet. I don't know. Maybe it'll be, be maybe it'll be uh, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, right? Maybe Could it be pa- Stafford bringing the 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 Super Bowl trophy maybe with him? Papa Doc will come out. That'll be a tough one. <laughs> Clarence, eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. All right, let's get to it. It is our Friday hey, staple. Hey. What's more likely? Presented by Carnival Cruise Line. Oh. Hit it! Hit it! What's more likely? Never say never, but never. All right, Christopher, this better be special. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You've been called up to the Lido deck. Hey. What's up? I'll go on a cruise right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Happy Friday. Same. Everybody good? What up, though? Yeah, we're good. Who's the more likely AFC North QB to be a starter in 2024? Mason Rudolph or Joe Flacco? (laughs) Really? Oh, God. I think Flacco's earned himself a starting gig, don't you think? In Cleveland? For their team? You said who's going to be a starter. No, a starter. For their team. That's, or it, anywhere. It doesn't say anywhere. It doesn't say for your team. I, I would say Joe Flacco is going to be a starter somewhere to start the season yeah? next year. How is he not? How is he not? Where's the spot? I don't know. Who the hell knows? Jason Rudolph could start for his own team. Probably should have been. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a team that drafts a rookie quarterback that just needs a bridge. Who's better? Who's better bridging than this guy? Right now, he's bridging uh, the Cleveland Browns from a completely lost season, like the ones the Jets and Vikings are undergoing because of their quarterback's Achilles tendons, and he's bridging it to a damn near Super Bowl run. So if I Flacco, would take that if guy. If Flacco wins a Super Bowl for both Cleveland teams, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> both Cleveland teams. Don't disrespect Baltimore fans like that. But I understand what you're saying. 
They were the Browns. I understand what they were, and that's the whole point about Flacco in Baltimore in a divisional playoff weekend is what we call must-see television, as if other divisional games are not. But So that's my – I'll say it's Flacco. All right. Tune in September. They're balling. Or really March, I guess. What else? For sure. Uh, NFC South team with the best chance to beat the Eagles on wildcard weekend. Bucks, Saints, Falcons. Oh, Bucks. Bucks. You watched them play last week. I did. Watched them play last week, okay. but they're not playing the Saints. They're playing the Eagles, right? On wild card weekend. I would take the Buccaneers in that one. You know, again, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think the Bucks are losing in in Tampa, and and I mean, uh, I mean in Carolina. I don't think that's going to happen. And uh, I, I, I think I would place them in terms of their best abilities to beat the Eagles. Bucks, who have a ton of people who have played in playoff. You know, games and things of that nature. Not that they're the the uh, Saints are off the the you know turnip truck here, uh, but I would take the Bucks over the Saints and the Falcons to beat the Eagles. That's the most likely team with the best chance, and I think they're going to get it. How dare you? What do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> what do you think I'm going to say? And you know what? Jalen Hurts is another one of my children. I like to say. Well, so yeah. okay, what else? All right, who's more likely to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud or Puka Nakua? I'll go with Puka Nakua right now. I think this is. Uh, I think if Stroud doesn't win this game in Indianapolis, it, it'll be Nakua. I think the last month where he unfortunately got concussed and and um, I, I think that's on the line. Puka's going to set uh, the rookie receiving record. I think he has been consistently brilliant. And C.J. Stroud, unfortunately, in the the first couple weeks went 0 and 2, and then the last month he he got hurt. He wasn't out there. And the buzz does matter in this uh, yeah. in this. Uh, award question: Who's the third one up there? Where do you put the third one? Does Tank Dell go up there because he was he was really good for for those ten weeks? Yeah, good question. you know I, I don't know who's the third one. You know, mm, let's see. is looking, it Zay Flowers potentially? Quick. I mean, Jordan let's Addison's see. had some had some run, had some Jameer pub. Gibbs. Oh yeah, I think yeah. that's who it is. Bijan, who knows? No, I think Jameer Gibbs. That's I Sam think Ma- you nailed it there. Sam Laporta. Tim Either one of them. Either one two. of those two. two I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll go with Puka right now. My guy. Uh, by the way, CJ's got to play big back where he he, where he, uh, yeah. he spun it at the combine and put himself on radar screens that clearly didn't make it to Carolina. <laughs> so what else? Uh, underdog this weekend to be the NFC playoff spoiler, Bears or Cardinals? I'll go Bears. I've got something more to say about it later on in the program. This is big for Justin Fields, brother. If he wants to stay, and he's got a big closing statement opportunity, pal. He doesn't have to win this game. To stay? Correct. Uh, uh, It would help. It would. uh, Yes, it would help. I would agree with that. Um, but I, I, I just don't know, man. And the Cardinals aren't, the, the Cardinals aren't playing this game in Pennsylvania, are they? No, I don't, okay. think, I don't think so. Take a look at their wins this year. Just weird. The teams that they beat this year, both teams in Pennsylvania. Cowboys. The Cowboys. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. There's only four of them. Um, yeah, and, and I think the Bears are a better team. So, uh, and, and this is a rivalry game, unlike Seattle at Arizona. So, I'll, I'll go with the Bears in this one. They're playing, they're playing really well, consistently well for the last two months. Eberflus has saved his gig. Eberflus. What seems, else? Seems like it. Although Adam Schefter's, eh, you never know. 
Okay. What he said the other day. He said more than 10 potentially. How about uh, this? I think this could be a really fun game. Uh, NFC West backup QB. To throw Are you for, really going Wentz throw for 300 versus and, and two Darnold? Tunnies. Wentz Darnold. Get out of here. This game is going to be awesome. Can I? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm insulted that I'm being asked this question right now. Really? Why? Why? Are you on a I mean, <laughs> two, two top of the draft picks? Okay. Uh, guys who All right. could be starters. Okay. By the way, who might have to play in the playoffs? All right. Because their quarterbacks ahead of them it. have injury history. Understood. I'll go Sam Darnold. What else? Wow. They could Dude. former could have been Jet superstars. Understood. Either one. Thank you. Thank you. You want me to keep going? No. Okay. I'm I'm finished with that one. All right. That one I I'm I'm I, I just didn't like it. <laughs> What's more likely? Wow. Me liking that or not? Wow. The answer is not. not. That's, that's going to be a great game. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> quarterback to be in a They're new- locked in at one, and the Rams are essentially locked in at six. So, what else? They're auditioning for gigs next year. Okay, I got it. Care about young people's futures, Rich. Okay. Come on now. <laughs> QB to be on a new team next season. Yes. AFC West. Russell Wilson or Jimmy Garoppolo? Russell Wilson and Jer- Jimmy Garoppolo both are on new teams next year. Are they starting next year somewhere? Are they starting next year somewhere? Oh, yeah. you're the, the guy on the right, that's Jimmy Garoppolo right there. He's the New England Patriots starting quarterback to start 2024. While really? you while you, while you br- what if What's so hot about it? While you break in your new uh, drafted quarterback. If the Maybe Pats in the second round. If the round. Pats take a QB at three or four. He's starting, whoever that person or is. Or the Pats don't like one of the quarterbacks at three and four, or they think that that's too much of a reach. And there's Jimmy G will be signed already by then. He will already be there by then. Ooh. Already be in the building with an opportunity to know that he's going to be the starting quarterback for them, them in week one after they try to break in um, either one of the national championship game quarterbacks oh. in the second round that oh. they draft. Because they don't feel that they're ready, Are they or maybe, or maybe uh, Jaden Daniels isn't ready, and Jimmy G's there as the backup. One of those guys throwing the Because it ain't going to be Zappy, and it ain't going to be Mac. No chance. That's a much more reasonable one than Russell. Where's Russ going to start in Chicago? Because they don't think Caleb's ready. Atlanta. Atlanta. Pittsburgh. I don't think so. Pittsburgh. Get out of town. He's better than. Get the, out of town, and I mean it. To go full Steve Levy. I'll go Jimmy G. On a new, they're both on new teams next okay. season. All right, a couple. And more. if you're asking me Two who's more. more likely to be a Week One starter, I'll go Jimmy Garoppolo. Interesting. Yeah. What Interesting. Else? All right. Uh, what's more likely, Tyreek Hill? Gets... I even called the place. I mean, I kudos to you. And you, you can't even argue back because you know he's like Brian Hoyer 2.0. You can't quit him. He's much younger and much better. Looking. I know that. And, uh, ba- and by right. the way, more talented. I get it. Tyreek Hill gets his 248 yards to set the all-time receiving record, or. The Jets and Patriots combine for 248 yards of total offense. Because <laughs> that game is going to be Bro, garbage. Excuse me, sir. I watched Bailey Zappi air it out in Denver. Okay. All right. I'll go Tyreek Hill gets his record. Am I reading this right? Why not? You don't think they're going to try for it, too? Yeah. <laughs> I well, and I think they, also they need, need him to they win also the game. Yeah, to, to win How about him Sunday. in a walking boot? Sunday night. Um, uh, I, I, I think it is more, more um, likely that the Jets and Patriots have more than 248 yards. If you're saying, that's, if you're saying that that's year. it, if 30. that's it, it's more likely Tyreek gets the, the yardage. Because I believe in Bailey Zappi more than you do, pal. 
Zappy New Year. Is it too late to say that? You're as delusional as I am. Is it too late to wish you the zappiest of New Year's? I'll say it to you in June. Thank you, sir. Now now I'm ready to move on. (laughs) All right, last one, last one, last one. (laughs) Yes. Hand over your heart. Who's more likely to have played their final game with their current team after Sunday, Derrick Henry or Bill Belichick? Ooh. Wow. I'll go Derrick Henry. I'll go Derrick Henry. I don't think Bill's out, bro. Again, I, I'm, I'm I don't cool. think I'm cool. so. I'm cool with Bill back as head coach. How do you how do you tell him you're done as a coach here? He is truly well, this the greatest. I understand that. <laughs> that. That's why. It's because of the roster, and the which I understand he has a hand Three in. years have been pretty I awful. I get it. He, that's, but I'll, 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 go, I'll go with the um, running back over 30 instead of the goat over 70. How does that sound? That's what's more likely presented by Carnival Cruise Line. Plan your next vacation with Carnival to explore beautiful destinations with exciting excursions and blissful relaxation. No one does fun like Carnival. That's what's more likely right here brought to you by our friends at Carnival Cruise Line. We'll take a break. Phone calls 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back. I'm sorry. Thank rich you. Oh, nice. Show. I like it. I We're like back it. on the radio. I know, that, but that's fine. It's rejoin <laughs> anyway. I don't mind it. Let him do his He's thing. Trying to get you fired. I know. Let him I'm do his thing. Our friend, <laughs> Josiah Johnson, is so funny. <laughs> He's quick. Dude. Quick. I'm just seeing right now the uh, his, his tweet, Cat Williams to all the comedians playing with his name. And the video he's using is Michael Clemens of the Jets effing off all uh, the Browns fans from a couple of Thursday nights ago. That's funny. Which, by the way, <laughs> is truly my favorite video of the entire National Football League season. I laugh. Have you seen this video? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Did you, he get you, fined you, for you this, by the way? lost the game, so what was so... I know, but it's just... I, I just... I don't know why I find it so funny of him just looking at the Browns fans in Cleveland while they're down. They're getting their asses handed to him. And he's pointing to him. Everyone, you got to seek it out. We're, we can't play it for you, not only because it's in the stadium, but you can clearly see he's... He, is, he's he, mouthing the words. Right, the yeah. F-U. Yeah. To, he's pointing to fans. And it's a couple like, of them, he, a couple of them, the best ones, he's like he's like smiling and then tells them, you know, the, hey, waving them like he's he's having a good time right, with like, them. Hey, and then hey. he tells them F-U. And then the one is like, 
he, he can't get the attention of the one he intends to F off. He tells someone, no, no, not no, you. No. That one. That one. Yeah, you. Oh, my God. It's very it's very good. I've shown it to my children. Ooh. It's that funny. Wow. Uh, and they can't get enough of it either. And I know that's, that might put my best dad ever in, uh, in jeopardy. But I would, I would push back. I would say, actually, this is good. This is good. But that Cat Williams interview was quite something, huh? Man, oh, man. It, on, it was on uh, Shannon's. Oh, um, Shay Shay. Okay. Shay Shay. Oh, All right. Shay Shay. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I kept watching, like, a bunch of clips, and I was like, this is three hours. I'm not watching this. I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Good one. Yep. Game time tickets, get a mobile device and download the app right now. Put it on your uh, phone because any sports, music, comedy, theater event near you or around the country you want to go check out tickets to, you can find it. And you can get the low price you're looking for. And there's flash deals, zone deals, last-minute ticket deals. It's easy to find and buy the tickets for every kind of event in your area. You get to see the views from all seats in the venue before you buy. You get the all-in pricing before you buy, so you see your total up front. Deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. So it's the perfect place for last-minute tickets and to remove the guesswork out of buying tickets. That's Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account, redeem the code RICH, R-I-C-H, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Al in Dallas. How are you, sir? Happiest of New Year's. What's going on? Happy New Year to you guys. Welcome back. That that Cat Williams interview was definitely not safe for work or home. I know, right? I know. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked, actually. You let somebody. Um, the, uh, uh, oh, RIP David Soul. Don't give up on us, baby. Oh, really? Hush fame. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, don't give up on us, baby. It was a big hit back in the 45 days. Remember those, Rich? I do. I do. I, uh, Rhinestone Cowboy was my 45 of choice when I was about seven years old, by the way. And, and, and the A-track, by the way. The yes. old A-track. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, look, Richard, when it comes to the national championship game, I'm uh-huh. for the best of both worlds. I mean, nice. I, I have, you know, I'm not a Michigan guy, but I have I have some rooting interest for you. I want to see you happy. I know it makes Brockman's uh, skin crawl, but I want I want to see you happy. But I also want to see Michael Penix light it up so the Giants get convinced to draft the draft panics. But they're not going to draft him fifth overall, Al. You don't want him to light it up for various reasons. One of them, it would make me unhappy. And then two, you want him to drop to the second round so he's there for you. That's what you'd like. I don't see him him going that far down. You really want to draft him fifth overall, Al? You really want to do that? Like, And they're not going to do it. Like, that... It's not happening. Al, I know. Can I, know I help you? Can I, I help can I help I you for a second, Al, because I love you. Please. Okay. Please. Al, you need to do whatever it takes, whatever it requires for you to get this um into your life and understand it and try and be cool with it, even though you won't. I don't know if it requires copious amounts of alcohol, any sort of psychotropic material. I don't know. I'm not but psychotropic stuff. Daniel but Jones is going to be your quarterback next year. It's going to happen. He is going to be the Giants' quarterback. They will not quit him. And that's it. Now, they may draft one in the second, third, or fourth round to get ready for a post-Jones era, but that's it. He's going to be the guy. In New York, wearing blue as soon as he is healthy to do it. Period. Uh, End of story. 
So you know it. That's why you're making that noise right now. Oh, oh man. man. Oh man. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so I'm sorry to no say more, it. No, no more gusto. But I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you. You're 100 percent right. You are the man. You know it. But it's just I can't. I know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough pill to swallow. Take care, Al. Thanks for the call. Good luck. Good luck. You bet. Thank you. You and I know it. You know it, too, even though you think that he's less than. That is the New York Giants quarterback. His name is Daniel Jones. When? Next year, as soon as he is healthy. And it's entirely possible he'll be healthy in time for the season. Yeah, unlikely. Okay. Why? Because of his knee? He's rehabbing his knee? He stinks, and they know they made a mistake (laughs) giving him all that money. (laughs) But all that money is $40 million a year, which is middle-tier quarterback in the NFL right now. That's it. Mm, let's see. Oh, yeah. There's rookie deals, and then there's the astronomical deals, and then there's the $40 million deals right there in the middle. You know? And they're, they're going to be even $40 million a year is going to be even lower. He's 12th in the league in average. There you go. So he, he makes the 16, same as 16 is the middle of the road. And Matt Stafford. Well, not for long. NFL, not for long. So, but Penix might be there in the second round. They may draft a second round, third round quarterback, and then that guy will be there and will be the most popular New York Giant after Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Book that. That's true. Tom Pelissero coming up in hour number three. So much to talk with him about and with you at 844-204-RICH on a Friday. I don't know, and and I don't know who the backup quarterback for the Jets is going to be, because you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starter, and at this whole business, Zach Wilson has been you know still in the concussion protocol. No, he's not. I mean, I mean, they, they well, I shouldn't say that. Yes, he is, but it's a convenient place to put him because I believe this sounds like somebody in Zach Wilson who's been told you're not coming back next year, and. And, and his parting gift from an organization that has occasionally turned to him too much and he wasn't ready for it and occasionally let him down. The parting gift from that organization is when you hit the open market, you will be healthy and we will make sure that you're not rehabbing something. You will be as healthy as a, you know, what, 24, 25-year-old person can be in the NFL, except the emotional and mental scars you may have from this experience. So that was their way of letting him hit that market. But I don't know who the backup's going to be. And it better be somebody damn near as old as Aaron Rodgers. Because this this ain't going to be one of those, you know, training wheel situations. Because if he gets hurt again, that's the end of this. So... There's all that. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Hour number three here on this Friday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk Jokic and Justin Fields and Giannis coming up.